<clears throat> I know of places that <clears throat> feel like they couldn't, you shouldn't stop a service after the praise that the preacher should, everything's just right to go right on, and that's fine. <clears throat> but I think the fellowship's needed. I think the fellowship is good. <clears throat> and it keeps drawing everybody closer. Keeps moving everybody up. Be praying for Kelly's mom. She's in the hospital. They're going down there this afternoon. There's lots of needs around. <clears throat> and there's some goofy stuff going on in our country, too. New York State will be banning single-use plastic silverware beginning Monday. Too much plastic. I mean, there's just unusual things going on besides the surgeons have made a female-like organs in teen boys. They have already done that. A biological male just won Miss Neverland's beauty contest. All kinds of things. But our God. Our God. Let's look at Isaiah. Chapter 6. You know, he's one of the great prophetic prophets, one of the greatest. They say <clears throat> Uzziah, who was the king, <clears throat> he was probably a second cousin to Uzziah, but he really honored him. In fact, maybe even was his hero his worship and we've all had somebody we looked up to and it's okay to look up to someone but to put them above God's wrong I know uh, men that have <coughs> meant a lot to me I felt like when the Lord took Don Weber he made all of us bunch of us that knew him well have I said we had to go a little more direct to God instead of just looking to Webb you know so uh it happens in every vocation. It's easy to have a, another God that we say we don't worship other gods. But uh, <clears throat> seem to be around, don't they? But in, in this story, he says, in the year that King Uzziah dies, and sometimes... God will almost wreck a life to change it. Listen, if you belong to Him, He'll do whatever it takes to get you where He wants you. But when Uzziah died, he said, Then I saw the Lord. Maybe He'd just been looking to Him. See, He didn't just see the Lord. He saw, a, this is a pre-occurrence of Jesus Christ. 
He saw the Lord Jesus Christ before he was Jesus Christ. He saw the Lord. It changed his life. That's what I was going to start somewhere else, but I, I've just been praying this morning. Said, Lord, I just want to see you. And I, we'll just start with this. He's sitting on a throne, and that's a throne in heaven. That's in the temple in heaven. Lofty, exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him. I pray one of them flies through here this morning. Each having six wings, and with two he covered his face, two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. They were calling out to one another. <clears throat> you know, it's easy to criticize things we don't understand. We serve a supernatural God. He can do whatever He wants to do. Do you think when you get to heaven, those seraphims aren't still going to be worshiping God? Dixie and I were talking about some big discussion we were in the other day. And I said, you know, there's been some unusual things, but we got talking about Nebuchadnezzar. How would you like to be driving by one of these pastures and see a man down on all fours eating grass? That makes, that makes somebody falling out or speaking in tongues seem pretty simple to me. That he lived, the king, the king, I'd like to see a president there, or king. And he lived there seven years until he got his mind right that God was God and he wasn't God. I pray that over the leader of China right now that wants to think he's a king. We serve a supernatural God and he's seated us in the heavenly places with him if we belong to him. He said we're seated with him. So we're here and there. We're dual citizenships. So these seraphims are flying around. <clears throat> oh, and they talk to one another. One said to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with His glory, and the foundation of the thresholds trembled at the voice of Him who called out while the temple was filled with smoke. Lord, let that cloud come in. Then Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I'm ruined because I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. With my eyes, I've seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So he, he thought he was doomed because he had saw God and wasn't as rightly related to him as he thought he should be. As he knew he should be. Then one of the seraphims flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. That'd be pretty supernatural, wouldn't it? And then he can take that hot coal and touch his mouth, and it cleanses him without burning him. Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. Your sin 
is forgiven. Your sin is forgiven. That's quite a story. That's a lot in just a few verses there of a supernatural God. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Whom shall I send? I talked about that last week. As we go out and share the gospel. Share the gospel. Henry prayed that a while ago. Larry shared the gospel all over the country. In prisons and other places. Anybody get a chance? I was going to start with that. Ask somebody get out a really chance to share the Lord with someone this week. But then, after he heard that, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah said, oh, here I am, send me. He didn't say, Isaiah, will you go? He doesn't have to call our name. You know, after he got his life cleansed, you know what? Then he was able to hear the Lord. Cleansing lets us hear the Lord. It opens us up. I understand he saw the Lord, then he heard the Lord. And see, this is a God we claim to know and have a personal relationship with. And it's challenging at times. And if you've ever asked Jesus Christ to come into your life and made that decision, and you knew that that's real, I believe it's real. Now what you do with it is up to you and God. And I know... You know, I was born again and yet wasted a lot of time. Got back into the world and had to come back to God. So if you've ever belonged to God, God hadn't given up on you. His plan has not changed for you. And don't think that you're condemned. You can listen. We condemn ourselves way too much. I'm, I'm still convinced the church as a whole does more out of self condemnation than they do out of Holy Spirit conviction. Because there's a. Don't you hear this? Whatever you do, it's never enough. It's not good enough. You could have done it more. You can read six chapters and you'll quit. If you just read one more. I mean, that's just always there. But God does want more out of us. <clears throat> and what he wants out of us is the stuff that's not of him. It's not always more work. It's a, that cleansing deep thing that... The things in our disposition that just hold us up from being everything He's called us to be. I promise you, I love you and God loves you more. 
I want the very best for you. Just like every parent wants the best for their kid. That's what God wants for us. But he said, I mean, just read the book. All the things he said, we'd do what he did and even more. So I, I just pray you'll hear the Lord today. I pray you've already heard the Lord. And he just wants you to say, Lord, I, I just come back to you. And you just finish what you started in me. That's what Father's about. <clears throat> I was praying, thinking about some things this week. I, I've got, I've been thinking about my part getting the barn ready. I need to fix the pen a little bit. We need to mow some, and Jess helps me hook up some stuff and change some stuff. But, you know, I was thinking, hmm. And you know what? I thought about Mary and Martha. They met Jesus. Martha's cooking for him, and Mary's sitting at his feet. Jesus, will you tell her, get up and help me? She's a lazy butt. <laughs> he said, just one thing's important, and she's found it. There's just one thing. Listen, don't beat yourself up on what you've what you feel like you've let get away or regrets rule your life. Amen. You can't do it. You can't change it. You can't fix it. You're just forgiven in His sight. He's a good God. He's a good God. Lord, we just bless You. We honor You. Let's read that Scripture out of uh, he Hebrews 12. See it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns us from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then. You know, there's been some shakings going on. There's some shaking that's already happened. See, when that scripture was written, when I think Paul was speaking that, writing that, the temple was still standing. <clears throat> in, in A.D. 70, when the temple came down, there was a great earthquake. So, is that the earthquake he's talking about? I, I don't I have any idea. And then uh, the apostle John, in Revelation 6, 12, he saw a great earthquake that was soon to happen. So there's been earthquakes. And I'm not saying there's not another one coming. There is. There's a shaking coming. But he says, he promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. You, I didn't think heaven really needed to be shook, but it's going to be. This expression yet once more denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken 
what have have I got that can be shaken? As I've created things so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Anything. Anything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. That's what he says. that'll, That'll be the shaking. So... We just got to get our houses in order. You just be ready. Whatever comes, you just got to be ready. Proverbs twenty-eight nineteen says, He who tills his land will have plenty of food. You just better take care of your business first. It's easier to take care of somebody else's business. It's easier to tell somebody else what to do or how to do it. He who follows empty pursuits will have poverty and plenty is the rest of that verse. Quit following those empty pursuits. Be about God's business. Proverbs 24.10 says, If you're slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter. Oh, hold them back if you say, we did not know this. Does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? Does he not know it who keeps your soul? Will he not render to man according to his work? Just be about his business. Wasn't that the word? I mean, Jesus said that just in his early life. Be about your business. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. Peter 2.4 says, If God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of darkness, reserved for judgment. I mean, there will be a judgment someday. There, there will be a judgment. I've got one other passage of Scripture that I want to read. It's in Revelation chapter 2. The first verse. This is Jesus addressing the seven churches to the angel of the church. Well, the angel of the church was the leader of that church, the apostle, pastor, whoever that was. The candlesticks were the churches. To the leader of this church in Ephesus, right, the one who holds the seven stars, that was the leader's, In his right hand, and the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands says this, Lord Jesus, I pray you're walking in our midst this morning. I know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance, and you cannot tolerate evil men, but you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not. And you have found them to be false. And you have perseverance and have endured for my namesake and have not grown weary. But I have against you that you've left your first love. So what's your first love? 
We know it's supposed to be Jesus. But it is so easy, and I've done it so many times. I think I'm just right where I need to be. And then you find you've just drifted off. You've just moved away a little bit from where you think you ought to be until something really comes up and tracks your attention and you want to call out to God and realize you need to move a little bit to get to that place. It's just so easy to do. Oh, we've all done it. That doesn't make it right because we all have. Because he still says, be you perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's a challenge to all of us. How do you live a Christian life? How do you be who Jesus has called you to be? Have a spouse, have a family, have a job, have a... How do you, how do, you do all that? Let me tell you, you can't. It takes the life of the living God living His life through you. And I, I don't know how long it takes. Different for all of us. You know, some things take a while. A few months back, Dixie had a, something about a dull butcher knife, and I said, let me sharpen it. We've got this sharpening thing. So I began to sharpen it. Well, praise God, it was a dull knife because my device broke, and it come right down on this thumb and just barely sliced the hide, but it cut the nail. Some. Now, I don't know how many months that's been, but it's just almost totally grown out now. I mean, it took, it's taken a while. I've just watched it slowly. And it was kind of a place in it. And you know how those things are. I mean, there's things in life just like that. But if, is it not He that's still working in us to will and work? For his good pleasure, according to Philippians 2.13. And we just need to welcome God in our life. And when we realize, is he first? Or is it my family? Or is it my career? Is it my bank account? Is it my church? What is it that's first in my life? <clears throat> <clears throat> and our hearts can get pretty twisted up in that. It's just easy to say, yes, Lord. And I, I just continually, Lord, come back to Him in that and cry out to Him. Because I want to be where He wants me to be. There's just, there's just a few things I, I really have got on my list that I want to see. I, I want to proclaim him in a manner that he can use what I say. I want to be who he says I can be. I want to fulfill what he's wrote in his book about me. And he has a book about you. And it's not finished. You haven't messed it up to where it can't be fixed. You can't. You can't. If you could, there wouldn't be hope for any of us because we've all messed it up somewhere. We have. 
But that's why he's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. We need to have as much mercy and grace as he does. I want that mercy and grace, so you, we, I better give mercy and grace. We've got to. That, that's a part of life. We had a, an, an assignment to do to pray over <clears throat> land and where some of the Indian schools had been. And we were going to go do that. And uh, Ray and Michelle Garcia and Apostle Ann did that last week. And I talked to one of the ladies and I said, how'd that come out? He said, well, Ray talked to us about forgiveness. I mean, they're native people, and they needed to be forgiving. Just like we need to forgive. And you know, it's easy to realize maybe you think you're forgiving, but you just don't want to have anything to do with them anymore. Just be sure you've forgiven them. Be sure you have. And, you know, uh, Apostle Ann told them they didn't think they needed to do anything about the land. She said, I believe the love the parents had that sent their kids to that school sanctified the land. That's forgiveness and love. Forgiveness and love. Whether they treated the kids right or not, we don't know. That's on whoever was in charge of it. It was all legal and upright. But we've got to walk in that every day. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And it's easier for me to want to change somebody than it is for me to want to change. Oh, me. Me can't see my stuff. Me never can. It's always everybody else is out of step. I'm the only one in the step. Doesn't work that way, does it? There's a battle going on over your life to stop you from being fulfilling the call that God has for your life. He wants you to live out those days He has for you. And it's all good. So I've been praying for Jackson. I pray for you. I pray God's best for you. I want to see you fulfill that call. That's what it's about. We're, we're a team. We're, we're a unit. We have an assignment. That's why I wish everybody would be in the military for a little while. You'd learn to take your place. I pray you find your place in the kingdom. and Maybe you feel like you really haven't. You're an important part. Scripture talks about it. Every parts of the body says every joint comes together. Every joint. And we're going the same direction. We want to see Jesus be who he is. And just because they're not where you think they ought to be, it's okay. God's big enough. 
Your job's to pray. Your job's just to pray. To bless them. But I have this against you. You've left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen, repent. And do the deeds you did at first. Or else I'm coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. In other words, I'll shut your church down. This first love, I thought about that. I had some things about schools that are going on. I was going to read this morning. I didn't because it just didn't fit. And I know the schools need a lot, and I, and I do. I'm glad you prayed over them, Angie. <clears throat> and we need to pray for them. But let me tell you, the big problem is we've got parents that Jesus isn't Lord, and they don't care enough about what the kids really get into. So it's not all on the schools. See, that's a problem with our nation. We just let too many things slide. So wherever you're at in this process, let me read verse 6. It talks about the Nicolaitans and what, what they believed. They taught fornication was okay. They said uh, it was all right for them to eat meat. There was offered to idols. That's not a big problem, I don't think, now. But fornication is. Fornication in the church, just like in the world, and that's wrong. That's wrong. I mean, sex is supposed to be between a male and female that are married. Other than that, it's fornication or adultery. That's wrong. Any other union in that is wrong. Yet you have this. This you do have. That you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. To him overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. I mean, this is a word from the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what God has to offer you? He has one thing to offer you. Jesus Christ. Everything that he has is in the person of Christ. And you're complete in him. Colossians 2, 9 and 10, it says you're complete in him. He, all of deity dwells in the person of Jesus Christ. What does he have to offer you? Jesus Christ. I promise you, He's the answer. He's the answer. And I just challenge you with that today. I want to be like Isaiah. I want to see the Lord. I want to hear the Lord. But He said, don't leave your first love. And it's just so easy. Don't let the world shake you. Come on, let's just stand.
See, everyone has a chance to hear the gospel. What they do with it's up to them. But let's just worship the Lord. Then we have a baptism of service. Let me tell you. Hey, hold that just a minute. Hold that just a minute. Let me read this. The great Samuel, Sam Adams, was known as the father of the American Revolution. He instigated the Boston Tea Party, signed the Declaration of Independence, called for the First Continental Congress. After the Declaration of Independence was signed, some wept, others bowed their heads in prayer. They knew they'd signed their death warrant. Samuel Adams rose and stated, We have this day restored the sovereign to whom alone men ought to be obedient. He reigns in heaven, and from the rising to the setting of the sun, may his kingdom come. Now, his sixth, our sixth president was his son, John Quincy Adams, the son of John and Abigail, was a brilliant man. He was actually serving American government at age 14. On July the 4th, 1801, America's 25th birthday, he made the following momentous statement. The highest glory of the American Revolution, they've got it up, okay, was this. The greatest thing, he says, come out of the American Revolution, it connected in one indissolvable bond the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. Our God is marching on. You can start that again. Thank you, Alan. Listen, you're, you're supposed to be in the army. I, do, I, I decree his kingdom over us. Our God is marching on. And I challenge you to come join the army this morning if you don't feel like you have. If you need someone to pray for you, Tommy and Erica, come pray for people. Come on. What, what, regardless of what your need is, I probably didn't call it out this morning. Just let Jesus be who he wants to be in your life. He's marching on. Lord, I choose to march with you. I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. Is he they have builded him first in your life? Have you left your first love? I have read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching Come on. see Jesus? You want to hear of the Lord? He just wants more of us. Come on.
The shaking's Sunday. Let the hero born of prophesied for the next two months. Change the shaking. I want to be on his side. I want to be rightly related to him. He'll never call retreat. This is your day. It's your service. Any words this morning? Casey, I heard okay. the I heard the is it okay if I can? Yeah, yeah, give me. Okay. Um, I just heard the Lord say that um, my favor son is upon you and just like you won that um, last match with the Lord's favor and with ease. I heard my mom said he didn't even practice. And but you know what? That's favor of the Lord. I just heard that God says that his favor is on you and to not settle for anything less than his best. What else? Someone else. McKenna, if you'd come, we want to pray for you as we go to the baptism. Your family's welcome to come stand with her if you'd like. Casey, in case you want to, you could come stand with her. David, Randy, and Rob, some of y'all come. Let's pray for them. Maybe you got a word for her. McKenna, I just bless you. Just look at me. God's got more for you. Even more than Casey. This just... 
This is just the beginning. It's not, not the end. And we just want to bless you and help you in any way on your journey with the Lord that we can. I just speak blessings over you. Lord, I just stand against the things the world's put on her and just ask you to continue, God, what you're doing in her, her life. I bless her mom and her brother here this morning, her aunt. Bless someone else. Lord, I just pray that you continue to capture her heart. Amen. And, and draw her close to you and let her know how much that um, God really loves you and that um, your past does not dictate your future. And the things that have been done to you, that the wrongs that have been, I just see wrong, and no, you haven't done wrong, but there's been wrong done to you, and the Lord is reversing that, and I just pray His total restoration over your life, and um, I just thank the Lord for who you are and what uh, the, the, the great path that is before you, in Jesus' name. I see the Lord says that you can become a dynamic duo if you continue to follow the Lord. It has a condition of it, and the path may get pretty gloomy sometimes, but God's going to bring you through it, and you're, you're going to become that dynamic duo. I... I, I just want to say I believe that you guys are going to change the whole dynamics of the area. There's a lot of eyes watching you. There's going to be a lot of younger eyes. And I say that in the physical because I know what you guys are about to step into in the barn stall as far as the school and that stuff. Um, anyways, I saw something. I just had to share this. I saw the Lord pouring out. Pouring out on over me. But I'm willing to share as Angie knows. And, and I, I believe he was pouring out on all of us this morning uh, it's more than that baptismal is more it's a physical thing that you're doing today but in the heavenlies there's going to be a lot of rejoicing and uh, a lot of praise going on a shield of protection around them. Just speak love and peace over their marriage and uh, what they're about to, uh, I want to say endure, but what they're about to uh, step into. We just love you and bless you. Let's go back to the baptizing. 